talking about chicken a la king Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh Real potatoes and vegetables With roasted garlic and basil Zucchini ziti Granola fruit bar yeah. Look at all this beautiful food Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing humans with amazing minds, and all I care about is what is in their fridge. I'm so excited about my guest today, Henry Zabrowski. He is an actor, comedian, known for his work on the Adult Swim series, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, where we met and our our bromance, our love affair began. It did. Uh, He's also one of the hosts of the podcast, The Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, And in my opinion, if you want to see Henry at his very best... Watch his episode of Netflix Presents The Characters. You're very sweet to me. Oh, no. You were very sweet to me. I miss my baby. That was a baby that came out of my loins. It was so good. And it's it not perfect, so but it's mine. It's it's <laughs> it's, it, it's what it is. It's amazing. And I want people to see it. Uh, they should see it. They should see it. Welcome, Henry. Thank you so much for being Thank there. you so much for having me. Now, um, you I know, feel very... It's very like intimate to send a picture of your refrigerator without being prepped at in any way shape or form i most people are really really nervous about it they are they don't know that i'm going to post it on instagram which i don't know if you knew that no i didn't but, but it that's will be. i'm cool that's fine with me but it's one of those things where you don't realize like because we've been in, on and off on the road yeah and i think a lot of comedians refrigerators kind of have the same sort of it looks like a serial killer's you know, refrigerator. It's just like stained with brown. Right. Where does the brown come from? There's it's just the umami. It's yes. the umami of a comedian's fridge. Yes. The brown on that. Yeah, it's the pan drippings. Yes. Of all of the, it, it's just. I think I have like four beers and a gallon of milk, and I'm here with my. You know, I live with a woman. I live with my wife, and she's got stuff in there, but she likes a lot of uh, vegan meat flappies. Yes. Well, I, this is this is something that I wanted to bring up because I was looking at your fridge. Yes. And don't take this the wrong way. Don't. Please, whatever. But I saw this fridge and I was like, this is a way healthier fridge than I thought Henry Zabrowski would have. And then you walked in. And I haven't seen you in a while. And you are half a Henry Zabrowski. I changed a lot over the last, like, straight up since 2012, I've kind of been on a thing. How where, much weight have you lost? You know what? I really haven't lost a lot. I think it's got to do with the fact that I just started... Uh, being active and I added stupid weights to to my workouts and stuff like that so I'm like I am still very squishy you look the healthiest that I've ever seen you since Uh, I've known you technically I am yeah which is scary too at the same time because I do terrible things to my body still like it's still in there you just work out enough to kind of balance out like I was just in New Orleans for six days Uh nothing was healthy (laughs) about my lifestyle in any way shape or form where were you eating we everywhere whatever was cochon yes did you have (laughs) yes I did I got the alligator I got the um, chicken liver balls oh my god makes my fucking makes it big but I, uh, but no, I we it changed a lot, and my wife is very healthy. Okay, she's a dancer. Yes, and I remember very athletic. Woman. We yes. had dinner together, I believe. Yes, in, we did uh, in Atlanta. Yes, yeah, at that Italian restaurant we went to. That weird little place. Yeah, um, uh, I forget where the hell it was called. It was by, oh my brain, this is not great. 
this is not good radio. Me just grasping at straws. It's uh, Virginia Highlands. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it was uh, it was delicious. It was delightful. It was wonderful. So she is a healthy person. She's a very healthy person, and yeah. I have just kind of become one. But again, the fridge very very healthy looking. You can see it on my Instagram at Stand Up Dan to see uh, Henry's fridge. Top shelf, a lot of Trader Joe's is what I'm seeing. You got That's the tr- Natalie. You got a lot of p- organic peanut butter. You got the Hatch Valley salsa. I am the organic peanut butter. Natalie is the salsa. She has a. She is likes this, are it. You, salsa. Are these your wedding vows that you're doing? This right? is what it is. This is how <laughs> we break down. These are our personality types. I'm one of those ENFPs. I think one of them is peanut butter. It's P is for peanut butter, and she is like an ISFP, which is like something with with, with salsa in it. But she uh, likes those salsas because they don't have onions in them. Oh, interesting. Yes, the Hatch Valley. Yes, I like onions. She cannot stand onions. Interesting. I mean, it's one of the things we deal with. Another yin and yang that I see in your fridge. I mean, that's you could see it's a it's a line drawn in the sand. It's our Palestine. <laughs> that's a, it's right there. <laughs> it is the the, the whole beers. The beers are you've got a lot of super high brow, super low brow. You got your Budweisers, run of the mill Budweisers. Yes. Next to a uh, what what are these these guys? The eight oh five Firestone. I like those eight oh fives. Firestone. I got those. Those are from IPA. a post Thanksgiving. Because I don't drink as much beer anymore. That's yeah. a part of what it is, except when I'm on the road. Okay. When I'm doing last podcast on the road, I drink a lot of beer because I try to switch to just liquor because you know because beer just it just I look a, like a human beer right. when I've had when I've had like nine of them in a night. <laughs> so I try. I was like, oh, but I'll switch to whiskey or vodka, and that'll help. Yeah. And then you get hammered. Yeah. And then you got to do a show, and you're just like. Oh no! Now I'm this. I feel like my my uncle yeah. unchained in front of a theater of people, and I can't do this. <laughs> um. So yes, yeah, so we have some beers in there from the holidays. Yeah. Do you? Are you not a wine guy? I love wine. Yeah. But sometimes I get the agita. Yeah. Because of the the uh the either the acidity of the wine, the sulfites, the sulfites sometimes hurt my my insides. And now Zantac's illegal. <laughs> Zantac is They're illegal? pulling Zantac off the shelves. You heard this? <laughs> no. People are shaking their heads. I'm a, I am a Zantac. So we, when I grew up, we all had, because I was 300 pounds since I, time I was like fucking 12 years old, they put, they, I remember a doctor saying like, you don't need prescription antacids. You just, you could take as many Zantacs as you want. And we took, um, I take like five was or six Chris a Was Chris Farley your yes. gastroenterologist? Yes. <laughs> it was from Flushing. I said, man, I don't even know. How, I think I called him Joey. <laughs> Was my doctor in, in, Joe, in Queens? Like it was not. Tell you about you little fat, but it's nice. But he gave me a. I went and got the. They said take as many Zantac as you want, and now apparently it's causing cancer. Really? Yes, I don't know. It's they've been recalled. Hold on though, is this a nature nurture thing? Like, is it the people who eat a lot of Zantac probably live a type of life that's going to bring cancer on? Yeah, we'll find or out. Or is it the <laughs> Zantac that's actually causing the cancer? I think that the numbers are still being crunched. <laughs> I think there's a lot of stuff to come back to on that story. Um, what is... Uh, okay, so then you've got but Yeah, your... that's why I don't drink as much wine as I'd like to. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, Agita. Natalie is big into... There's this stuff called, stuff called Fit Wine. Oh my god! It's fitness wine. I hate everything about it. Already. I was ju- I laughed my ass off because I'm just being like imagining Natalie just fucking chugging this this white wine as she's Yo, trying to try our those. powerful Pinot. <laughs> try our chest thumping Cabernets. It's so <laughs> crazy. It's so funny. It's just a woman running with a bottle of wine in her hands, and it's like looks like she's running from an abusive husband. <laughs> what is this wine? 
Oh my god. So funny. Like she a, loves that. Uh, Tofurky, I see. Yep, that's Natalie. That's Natalie. A lot of hummus. Two levels of hummus. One hummus, two hummus. She forgets that she has them. Yeah. And then we get so then the the hummus is build up. And then you just kind of work it through until one turns green. Right. <laughs> I do that with mustard. I feel like I have seven mustards. I have so many mustards. I wish I had gotten a proper shot of the condiment aisle. <laughs> what? Where is the junk food? There's no. What do you? What do you have a guilty pleasure that you're not well, talking about? Here? You know what we do is, um, we're a big. Oh God! If you need we're, to look that up. we're a dark chocolate family. Oh yeah. So we have bars of dark chocolate. Yes. Then we'll do. Uh, I try not to like because problems I can really go out of. I can go out of control so fast. I have to limit it. I have to keep it out of my hands. Yeah. So part of it is that when we were home for Christmas, we went to go f- went to Florida for Christmas, and it's like we do full proper, and ins- not proper. It's nothing proper about it. There's a full ass dinner. Yeah. With several proteins. Then my mom makes a, she's like, oh, and I got everybody's favorite ice cream. And you go into the kitchen and she has five different gallons of ice cream. There's six of us in the house. Yeah. And she's like, oh, have some. You got to have it. I'm not eating it. Oh, we can't eat it. You know what? Me and your father, we split one chicken breast. That's all we need. (laughs) Because that's her whole, she's obsessed with the idea of how little they could eat. And then with, but with, when we're home, you double up all the food. So now I'm like trying to purge it out of my system right. and literally this morning i raged throughout two huge bags i have all these two huge bags of candy that my mom shoved back into my bag and i was like i can't i literally can't have it in front of me <laughs> because then it can i consume it yeah. so fast we just got a but like macaroons Ooh. i'll rip through wait what kind of coconut macaroons or either macarons one is like it ma- the- how do you pronounce it oh like the french ones yes Mac, I think, is it macaron? Ma- I think it's macaron. Either one. <laughs> oh, either. Uh, I mean, either one. I'll they're two very apart. different foods. <laughs> but macarons. 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 When I um, we I am an Italian. Macarons. I don't know. I don't. But the the la durée ones. Have you ever had the la durée ones? No. Those are the very fancy ones. Mm. Usually comes in a green box. Mm. Um, I now that now that I know this is your thing. They are. I'm obsessed with them. Really? Where do you normally get them from? Or where? Do you, fucking wherever I can get them. <laughs> There was a place. Uh, there's actually there a was place a dumpster down the block. Fuck a fisherman out. You some kind of French homeless man? You're leaving these? <laughs> You're leaving these? I went and there is a uh, macaron shop actually not too far from me because I'm up S-H-O-P-P-E. in the valley. O P P. Yes, yes. And I went up there and I t- I fucking I booked house in there, man. Yeah. I walked in there. I look like. Vincent D'Onofrio at a panties house. I don't know really what we how to describe what I did in there. I was very excited for the macarons and I got a whole sleeve of them. Yeah, and I just I just pop them in. Whole and sleeve. I was just at JFL this year too. Yeah, and Montreal has got some good macarons. Oh yeah, and they now have this little kind of like shanty shop village right outside of the main strip of JFL. Uh huh. And I went and I got another sleeve of those. Mm. And you could just. Like I'm like Heathcliff with a fish, like but except I don't pull any bones out. I can just like, open my mouth and just push the entire sleeve in, Ooh. and not savoring it at all. No, no, which you should be. No, you're on a you're in a French slash Japanese game show where you have to fit as many <laughs> into my mouth as humanly possible. What? So those it's those. Is there a I'm flavor a big, that you that that you gravitate towards? Oh, uh, salted caramel. Ooh, or a I like a green tea. Oh, matcha. I like a matcha. I like a I like pistachio. A pistachio. Oh, he said it at the set. <laughs> oh, we're oh. fucking beside you. Uh, th- that's the thing. So we are get very, I'm very like into cakes. 
mm. like an into very big f- fat boy aristocrat desserts. Yeah, yeah. I like all of them. I do too, and I'm like you. I can't have them in the house. And my girlfriend is like your like like your mom, who's just like, well, just we can just have them here. She, she ordered ice cream. Thing. She, she fucking postmated ice cream to the house the other day. I'm like, she's like, I just want. She fucking had one bite. I've watched Natalie do it. <sighs> I've watched her scrape it. It's like she smells the air at the top of the ice cream. She's like, oh, it's so rich. This is too much for me. She'd be like, she like, oh, I've had so much. I'm just gonna take. I mean, like, this is. I can house this. Yeah, and then and then it's in your fridge or freezer. And for me, it's like, okay, now there's a homing device that I'm constantly bum, bum. being bum, bum. <laughs> being bum, attracted bum. to. Bum, bum. And I literally last night I got home from from doing a show. And I was like, okay, poured my little glass of wine, yep. sit down, watch some TV. And I couldn't enjoy my wine because I was like, I know there's ice cream. In I there. want ice cream. And I had I'm a full grown man. <laughs> you start this like this thing yourself. I'm a full grown man. I could get in that ice cream. I walked up. What did I do all day? I stood upright and I spoke today. <laughs> all right. I did my job. Yeah, we started, I, I we started justifying I it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I got three thousand steps in today. I know for a fact. <laughs> I know for a fact there's a lot of other things I could have done, but I didn't do them. Instead, I am eating ice cream. And that's what I got to be to be naughty. Because that's the other thing, too, I think, with, um, especially not smoking cigarettes anymore. Mm. There are certain parts of my psyche that say that I want to do naughty things that are still there. And I don't, thankfully, don't have a gambling addiction. Mm -hmm. Um. The food stuff is just right underneath the surface because mm. the way that I used to truly relieve stress is that I used to call fast food restaurant or whatever the delivery and attempt to get as many sets of silverware as possible to be, with just my order. So they would assume that there were more people <laughs> than just me. Like it was always my favorite get when I got like four sets of silverware because it's like they think I'm a family. Without telling them, give no, me never more silverware. No, just, no, no, no. You want to see what their assumption is? Just me cook. I need a need a channel sauce chicken. Yep, you're gonna double up on that. Like, like just sound like a man that I'm. I'm. I'm eating a last meal before I write the letter to the president of what I'm gonna do to the government. <laughs> Like that's what I want them to see. I want them to experience it, but I don't do that anymore because now it makes me. I don't get the same rush. What was your place? What was your what was your go to guilty pleasure? I, just, I feel like a gross human. I miss New York cheap Chinese food. Okay, that is something I've yet to fully replicate in L.A. Well, yeah, the problem with L.A. Chinese food is that it's a little too authentic. Is yes. So you miss out on that fun, deep-fried fucking orange gross chicken. Shit. Yeah. I like the gross like shit. Panda Express shit. I, it's not even... I, I just miss big... I love... I, I get this every time. This is my hangover meal, which is uh, spare ribs and dumplings. Ooh. That's all I get. Yeah. And sometimes, out of pure guilt, I get a steamed vegetable... <laughs> To be like, yeah, I got vegetables with it. And then I eat the whole thing in one go. And then you just sit in silence. And you do nothing else. You do nothing else for the rest of your day. You turn your you turn your black light on. <laughs> I don't really think this is calm. <laughs> this this is this is mayonnaise. I know, but I am very I, I that's that, so things have changed in that way. Yeah. But I that's the kind of thing that I I'm glad I guess that LA doesn't have, but still I miss it all the time. Can I tell you what uh, I might I might ruin slash slash save your life, please? 
Trader Joe's makes a frozen soup dumpling mm. and a frozen shumai. Really? <sighs> You're good. Wow. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I feel like a bad boy when I pop those in my microwave. <laughs> so I'm very good. excited. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a second. Back to Henry Zabrowski. Are you, are you going out to eat a lot these days? Or are you eating at home a lot? We do. We are 2020 resolution uh-huh. is to do more home cooking. Okay. Because when I'm on, because honestly, this year in 2019, last podcast was on the road quite a bit. Okay. So I ate out a lot. And when we're home, we eat out a lot. And mm. then we order in a lot. Mm. But I miss cooking. But you're a foodie as well. I mean, we went to some nice meals in Atlanta. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, we still hit up whatever we can. And LA, it's it, we we hit up as much as humanly possible. The place we end up keep going to is a place called Otium. Oh, TM. I, I love OTM. That's oh, a really good restaurant downtown. Restaurant. Downtown, very beautiful. I I'm usually I usually walk into a restaurant and if it's stunning visually, like aesthetically beautiful, I'm like, ah, the food's not going to be great. Me too. Odium might be the only place that breaks that rule. It, the it's the most time, visually stunning place in LA and the food is delicious. We keep going back just because it's so good. And we have like kind of, we have friend, like various, if there's like something to do downtown, it's like a good excuse to go hit it up. Yes. Um, and I mean, our favorite place in the entire city is Mozart. It's, yeah, it's still it's still Mozart. Pizzeria or Osteria? The uh, Osteria. Osteria Mozart. So I, that is Nancy Silverton's flagship Italian restaurant. Beautiful food. My favorite place in the in in the city. But I we don't go a lot for specific chefs. I sometimes do because I get I get really deep into research. Yeah, which is a thing I'm also trying to break. I'm trying to break the whole because like I have my websites. That I go to my restaurants for. Where do you go? Eater? Eater. Yeah. Eater's my favorite. Eater's, Eater's mostly on the money. Yeah. F- f- from what I've seen, every single that I've had, everything that I've had, they took us to a place in Glendale that was a, uh, I want to see the Lebanese slash Persian. Like it was. Uh, was it Rafi Kabab? Yes. Okay. Woo. Woo, child. Those are things that it introduced me to, but I was like, all right. Rafi kebab is is uh, just to give some context is within Persia because I'm Persian and even amongst the Persian community is the best kebab place in LA. It, it, that's what I like. And I like getting it's an Armenian who's making it, which is a little point of pride with us. We're like, what the fuck? We can't make the best kebab. <laughs> we have to go to the Armenian for the best kebab. But don't they also? You guys have good food in Santa Monica. Yes, but I'm never out that way. Our, our my friend Sina Gaznavi used to take me to Santa Monica to go to get uh-huh. uh, Persian food, which was also incredible. But he knew all the owners, and so what I like is I love walking into a restaurant and I'm the only white person. Yeah, because then I know that I'm incorrect. <laughs> when they are mad that I'm here, I'm correct. And so we that so, but I'm trying to. Oh, like, and you would stick out in a Persian restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have red hair. Everything. And it's just me just, but I go like, I just point at my belly, being like, give me, give me, give me, like, give me. And they they know. In the end, that's the universal language of me going, give me, give me, give me, give me. Uh, but I, but Nat says I get to, I do, I get wrapped up yeah. in all of the research of what, where do we have to go? 
I I get like that too. And I, you know, I do kind of lament the days of back in the day when you would just walk down a block and be like, this place looks good. Yes. And just go in. Like that to me feels like bungee jumping when I think about that we used to do that. I used to do it all. I need cross references. I need Yelp cross referencing with Eater, cross referencing with infatuation. All of the bullshit. (laughs) I always have to be like, well, it's a three stars in Yelp, but actually people pay for these reviews. People fuck with this. So we're going to do it. So you try to catch it. There are certain types of cuisine, though. Yeah. That it is important, it, it seems. The big ones are sushi. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the levels between bad sushi and good sushi yeah. are both like dangerous and awful. Yeah. There is so much bad in there bad stuff. that yeah. can go bad very quickly. Yeah. And they pop up. Especially because up in the valley, there's so many. Yeah, and so then you, to me, it's more of what I used to do in my big boy days, and I because I used to pride myself that I knew Chinatown and New York really well, mm-hmm. because what I used to do is just hit each restaurant and each. I just walk in and yeah. just eat this. What's this? Eat that. That's what I did, and that's how I created a little map for myself in Chinatown, where I don't have the same type of time. Yeah, and um. Foodie level well, stalker in LA. Obsession. It's also like a little more destination. You have to get in your car, or go somewhere. Whereas New York, you go downstairs. There's going to be in a one block radius somewhere fantastic. To Something's going to be good. Yeah, because you have to. If you are existing, if there are people in the restaurant and the restaurant is open in New York, yeah, you have succeeded past so many other human beings, which means something has to be working. Absolutely. Because that's what I talk about with Ben Kissel. Ben Kissel and I, on last podcast on the left, get into arguments quite a bit because I say, you never eat at an empty restaurant. Like, that is one of my main rules. You walk in, if it's dead, no one, this is not good. The food's just sitting there. Whatever it is, is just sitting there and and congealing. Yeah. Nothing's being served and obviously nobody gives a shit, especially when you go past like two packed restaurants and then this restaurant is empty. That's bad news. I know. I feel bad for them, but I'm like... In LA, I think that there is the same restaurant philosophy here. Like, there has to be people inside, but it really sucks when you drive for fucking 25 minutes to arrive at a restaurant that looks like total horseshit. Ugh, and then the you're kind of stuck in it. And you're like, all right, well, let's try it now. And it's like, man, and- stupid internet bullshit. <laughs> And all the servers are staring at you. And you're just being like, "Why'd you? You had you? We can't leave now. <laughs> like you were the reason why. Now I have to stay." Oh man, I I I. Last week I went to a restaurant that was that. I was I was given a suggestion, mind you, it was an Uber driver who gave me the suggestion. But some, but they know what's up. But he was Japanese and he was from Japan and. We were talking about restaurants that we don't have in America that they have in Japan. We don't have these restaurants called unagi restaurants that are restaurants just about eel. It's an eel restaurant. And in Japan, it's a thing. Like, oh, like you want to go to Steakhouse or the Eel House? Like it's an eel-based restaurant. I would do that in a second. it's delicious because it's just like wonderfully seasoned rice with just like slabs of beautiful Mm. eel on top. And so he's like, my uncle just opened up, my friend's uncle just opened up an unagi restaurant. I'm like, great. So my buddy and I, I'm like, we're going to this place. And we went, and it was like completely empty, completely way more expensive than it should have been. They didn't have a lot of the fun eel stuff that you have in the eel restaurants in Tokyo. No, Yo, because... if you listening, Uber guy, <laughs> one star, bro. <laughs> For the restaurant. The, li- the ride was lovely. The ride was great. <laughs> 
No, I would love to do something like that. When we were just in the UK, I wanted to go get an eel pie, and I went to go wow. look at, and then I went to a place that was selling them, and you know what it is? They they got a lot of right in the UK. Yeah, in many ways, they got uh, the boats there, incredible. <laughs> They, I guess the tea is good. I don't see any difference. Wait, is this you struggling for positive things about UK so you can shit on their eel pie? I just saying <laughs> that the food is not good. And so anything that they say is like their specialty, even like their meat pies, you're like, I've got to have a meat pie. Like it's the best thing in the world and they're used to it. There's no flavor in it. It's just a bunch of mush in a pie crust that all tastes exactly the same. From the best pie place to the worst pie place, it all tastes exactly the same. And then the eel pies, I was like, this looks like a, uh, this is like Sebastian's cum. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat this right now. Like, this is not what I want. We're in, in Japan, you see all the sliced up unagi. Yeah. You see, I love a nice barbecued eel. You know, eel is interesting because it actually used to be in a lot of cuisine, like royalty cuisine in the West, in like, you know, British Empire, kind of French, like you see these old Renaissance paintings and you saw royalty always having eel at the table. And eel was one of those meals, one of those dishes that gave people gout. You know, like gout was like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a rich person's disease because they wanted eel all the time. Yeah, and they're all filled with that. They're like fatty oils. Yeah. Something happens to rich people's feet. I feel like it, I get at the end of New Orleans. I felt my feet grow. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm getting gout. I've had alligator three times this week. Did you have a mufaleta? I, you know what? I didn't. Oh, I should do it. Man. I should do it. Because the, the problem is that I was so, we had massive dinners and then got hammered. And then breakfast was like whatever I could fold into my face. And then we weren't hungry until another yeah. massive dinner. Well, you need to get a muffaletta next time you're there. It's basically um, a sandwich on a focaccio bun. Mm. And then it's like every fucking. Or they got slice olive of loaf. Pork. They got all the kind of shit. Mm. Yeah, every you know part like of pork. It. They got an olive tapenade. You know I like it, goddammit. <laughs> you know I fucking like it. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else is up. Because, but, but this year, we're cooking more. Yeah. Because the things we have to move. Well, I am a person who is, well, I love cooking. It's a stress reliever for me. Yeah. So my favorite thing in the world. But we have a kitchen that is literally 10 feet square. Like oh, we have okay. a little kitchen and I'm so sick of it. So we're trying to move. And when we move, my whole thing is I'm just on HGTV. Yeah. Just being like, I want that shit. Where's my fucking island? <laughs> Where's my island? I want some restaurant-style sinks going on here. I want the hose from the ceiling. I want all of the shit if the I can ho- The ceiling hose to me is the most... When I see friends of mine who have that, I'm like, you're not, you don't do you're this not shit. a fucking chef in a restaurant. The the It's like, I, oh, well, if I'm making stock, fuck you. You Fill don't make your stock. pot in your sink and then bring it. <laughs> you don't do that shit. I remember because uh, Jeff Ross's old house had a full-on professional kitchen like a full and it was like a, a it was his first house so it was like a little but it was just like full on like that whole thing the the, the, the faucet from the ceiling faucet. and all that bullshit and it's like <laughs> you don't use this stuff it's all covered in takeout <laughs> the plate warmer yeah you don't need your plate warmer so fun, jeff ross fuck you jeff that's what i want though that's the kind of shit i was like i want all of this bullshit yeah. and then i was like promising now because right now i'm in a kind of a rut where i only make like three things yeah where I make a no-fry chicken parmesan for myself. <laughs> I make a thing that we call mush, which is just me is beans and corn and tofu and like I make like a Mexican like essentially it's like a Mexican stir fry 
that I give to Nat. Like we just push into our mouths. I was like, I want, I need variety. Let me ask you this: Are you a grill guy? Do you grill? I am a huge grill guy. Are you guy. a smoker guy? I'm gonna do all of it, my okay. friend. Okay, well, this, that is my dream. I don't know if you know this, uh, and this is not me plugging, but I, I, it inevitably goes to this. I am a brand ambassador. What for Traeger? Which Traeger is a grill company that makes these. It's a they make pellet grills yeah. that are fantastic i want one real if you bad. don't want to if you don't want to be a fucking uh barbecue master and like learn how to do this shit and you just want to set in and forget it and it have is. the most amazing food traeger you just sold me i will you I'm, just literally sold a unit on the show i might be able to get you on without having to sell you one <laughs> these guys shit. fucking hooked me up this dude. is why i, I reached out, out to them house. on the instagram and i was like guys i love i want to get your grill Please, because it's the one that one? Rogan has too. Yes, it's the Rogan one. And I said, just can I get a discount? And these guys, so wonderful. They're like, because I do a lot of cooking on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. They sent me one for free. Dude. Not only one, they sent me a fucking two thousand dollar one. Woo! And they're like, just do one post and you'll be fine. I, I, I'll do fucking. I'll post on it every week. <laughs> I literally will post every week as soon as I have a when I have a backyard or that kind of bullshit. I will be out there because I want a chef's hat. <laughs> With all of this shit, I love grilling. Yes. I would grill every day if I could. Yeah. There's something very meditative and nice, and it, it reminds me of, like, the best times I had with my father. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Where There's also a primal caveman thing of, like, fire. Directly on fire. Yeah. Do, do You're there. You, you feel the heat. You're 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 outside. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it's good. You, you feel you 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 got your gut out. I'm there. You got I, three inches of your gut under your tank top. Well, now I've been trying to switch to a lot of athleisure. Athleisure. Oh, you got your Lululemons on. <laughs> you got your Lulus. I was stressed the other day, and at one point I was like, "Did I just turn like New Jersey like goth? Like it's all black tracksuit." I was like wearing thing, and I was like, "I look like Tony Soprano who just got done at a Hot Topic." <laughs> like, how am I? How did I get to this? Oh, the best. So relaxed. Um, we're going to post a picture of you in your Lulu's or your aloe yoga clothes. I'll send you one. We'll be right back in a second. But first, if you're getting into smoking foods, welcome. It's awesome. I am partial to Traeger Pellet Grills, but there are a bunch of amazing smokers out there to choose from. If you're going to smoke anything, your best guide is Aaron Franklin of Franklin Barbecue in Austin. Some say he makes the best barbecue in the country. I say he definitely makes the best barbecue videos in the country. I have seen his brisket how-to video over 200 times. Yeah, I'm really lonely. Okay, back to Henry. So we're going to get to the question portion of the show. Do it. Rapid fire. Do it. But there's no rush. No rapid. Okay. But it's just, it's just fire. It's structure. It's, it's, a, it's structure. <laughs> Uh, what is your earliest food memory? Well, my mom, apparently... So, I was born premature. I was about a month premature. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> and I... Um, the doctors always said, he's always going to have a hard time gaining weight. And um, that like, was... I'll show you. Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> I... But my mom, uh, I remember as a kid, I would not eat anything with visible anything. All I ate was buttered elbow noodles and hot dogs. Mm. My mom, though, because it was dangerous essentially for a kid to have hot dogs because of the skin on them, she used to boil them and then peel the skin off 
by hand Mm -hmm. so that I could eat them. And I just, I do remember chowing into this. I remember at one point, it's one of those memories where I'm in a high chair, like looking around, and I just remember it on the plate. Interesting. That was a long fucking time ago. Yeah, it's one of those that's been there forever. That's good. But one. I love them. I but I I don't know what else. Yeah, is it the type of thing where you can not eat hot dogs and you can't? Look no, at the I eat them all the time. Okay with them? Even Natalie and I hammered on on a nor, uh, New Year's Eve. I made a thing of buttered noodles that we just ate it over the stove. It was like I just eat food, I eat food. Um, you know what's also a good Were you memory? Guys camping on New Year's Eve. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're squatting. It's the new L.A. concern. Like it's it's about conservation. Right, we right. break into people's homes and we stay in their homes. Yeah, it's no carbon footprint. The home's there already. They, they, it's their pr- footprint. I'm walking on top of their footprint. But I remember going to a Mets game with my dad, and I remember the first time getting spicy waffle fries mm. they used to have at Shea Stadium. And mm. I remember that being like one of those was like this is a baseball meal yeah like you can only get this here because there was like you know things have changed waffle fries are a very good first memory i feel like every kid remembers because it's like they're wild it's they're wild the shape the the amount of crunch consistency to inside is fantastic i just love it so much because that's i never thought of this is the thing about waffle fries they've got the holes within the waffling which creates more surface area to get fried that's actually that's genius. It's genius. It's, it's the thing where you see where then it's it, you're like creating 3D crunch, <laughs> where you're doing it within the entire fry, wow. which allows all of that. <sighs> Oof, shout out to whoever created the waffle fry, Frank Waffle Fry. You killed it. It's probably some German scientist, unfortunately. Yeah, he was like a Nazi scientist. <laughs> Part of Operation Paperclip of what we got. We got the rocket program, and we got all different ways to fry sure, potatoes. Sure, I created Zyklon B. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But my little known feat was I also created the waffle fry. Um, does it equal? Hey, <laughs> I think it does. Uh, what is your death row meal? Last meal on earth. Oh, man. My simple favorite meal, my favorite thing to eat is a giant steak. Mm. It is, I think, my my boilerplate. Like, what would I really, really want at the very, very end? It's a huge steak. What cut? I love a ribeye. Yeah. I like a ribeye. Even it's tomahawk on your last day. Yeah, we're big old. The big old tomahawk. I because that's what we used to do when we just went to uh for for before going on tour, we did like a this last year we all went to Peter Luger's to nice. kind of just do and at some point we're like, I kinda want sides, but not even really. So we just ordered steak for six for the three of us and just ate st- we just ate nothing but steak. Then it was great. And that Peter Luger steak is like sizzling and butter. No, it's just full of butter. Yeah. And they're so mean. They're so mean. They're so mean. <laughs> they got They could take it down a notch. Oh, did you read their review? Oh, that's bad. <sighs> no, they got a bad review. They got a bad review. Well, it's cuz it it has dipped. Well, that's the thing. I actually was okay with the review because I am over Restaurants being able to just rest on their laurels. Yes, and there, it has like, to. Something we've has been to here, change. so you got to come and pay and pay double. No, at some level, the experience has to change. At least it has to grow, or it has to be has so to timeless. Slightly. Yeah, so timeless that you're just like this. reminds me of the first time I came yeah. every time, and yeah. that's difficult. And so instead of worrying about staying timeless, you should just kind of vaguely change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just have a credit card machine. Yeah. 
Have a fucking credit card machine. I'm just have something. But you know, rebrand. Pat, I'm not here Pat to shit Lugers. on Peter Luger's. I'll, I'll go back. Yeah, yeah, guys, we love you. Please don't don't ban <laughs> I'll go us. Go back. <laughs> um, what is the best high end meal that you have ever had? Ooh, Lord. I'm trying to think. You know, because Natalie and I, as a as a whole, are both made a little uncomfortable by very fine dining by very fine dining. Um, because of the not uh, me, I'm like treat me like a boy king. I would love to. No, no, that's not the problem. The problem is, is what do I do within there? But then I'm slowly becoming to, to terms with the idea of being like, no, you're in the restaurant, so therefore they have to deal with you. It's the Rorschach, like I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Right. Like that's how. That's the mentality. Wow, you've gotten very Jean-Paul Sartre yes. <laughs> on, yeah. re- on restaurants. Yeah. No um, exit for both of us. Yeah, you see, mutual ex- <laughs> mutual destruction. Um, I want to say, I mean, now all of this is controversial, but I was uh, at Babo on my birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Mario Batali is very controversial. It is very controversial and, But now. he's also the chef that like got me into food. Me too. And molest, hashtag me too. He, but I remember, so number one, so it was my birthday, May 1st, Babo. It was the day Osama bin Laden got murdered. And we were in the restaurant when someone said, hey, literally someone stood up and be like, we just got a Osama Bin Laden. And the whole restaurant, everybody in suits, got up. We're like, we got him. We got Shut him. Shut up. Yeah, in Bavo? Yeah, it's, it's a, a very yeah, classy <laughs> joint. Yes, it was very funny. It was very <laughs> funny. But I remember also that time, number two, was someone's been like, you know what? Batali's got a secret bar upstairs. I'm just like, man, that would be incredible to get invited up there. And you realize like, oh, no, that was his touch butt alley. And you're like, ah, well, that's bad. I guess I wouldn't have gotten up there. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have liked it. No. Oh, Vitaly. unfortunate! It's well. Here's the thing: it's, it's fucking, like, you know, it's like, what do you do? It's like I love Picasso, but he was awful. He was an awful. They're human all being terrible. As well. They're all terrible. I don't know. I think now it's like now that it's gone, it's gone, and it's over, and it's over. Yeah. I ate when it was cool, and now time has passed. <laughs> I won't, you know. I now that he's not there, I'd go there because I think technically he was also tied into Mo- uh, Moza too a little bit. Uh, he was. He's he's completely been divested out of yes. all of his investments. Oh, so you yes. can go guilt free and and eat at all of his places. No, now he's out, and so yeah. it, it doesn't really matter now. But yeah, but at the time it was like because I remember all the buzz because he was there that yeah. day too, and it was sad. Ah. Yeah, but we got him. We got Bin Laden and Babel <laughs> and Vitaly. Uh, what is the best low end meal that you've ever had? Man, uh, that's the other one that I. Those are my some of my favorite ones. Yeah, same. Those are the ones where you go and you really can experience. I remember getting back in the day when Verity Mart in New Orleans was a very. It was kind of super hot. I don't know this place. It was a, it's a sandwich place across the street from the LaLaurie Mansion, which is one of the most haunted houses in America. Oh, wow. And you went into this little back era, back place. It was a deli sandwich, and all they do is make po' boys, mm. and it was fucking out of control. I love me a good po' boy. It's so good. It's oh, so good. That was one of those you tuck in. Shrimp po' boy. Also po' boy. Oh, yeah. And I also like a... Um, we went with... This was a long time ago. I went with... Matt and Glennis McCarthy to a barbecue, Korean barbecue in downtown LA mm-hmm. that was out of sight. Oof. I was out of sight. I forget the name of the place. Again, it's one of those where that my Koreatown, yeah. the, the, my knowledge of that in LA is so spotty, and I only remember flashes mm. of, me, of being hammered. 
like I kind of remember the the face of this restaurant, but yeah. I don't remember any, any of the names. Yeah, no, a good a good grimy Korean barbecue hits all the spots. It for really me. does. Oof. I love it. I like cooking it myself too. I like the I like the what's it spots. I like all of the various oh, the do it yourself. The, all stuff? of the that I like the rolling out. I love the the, the tea. I I don't know. By the way, very very simple to make at home. Which now that you're cooking more is uh, bulgogi, which is the Korean marinated beef that you had mm. at the Korean restaurant. Very simple. Here's what you got to do: you get you get some of your favorite steak or chicken, cut it up real thin, mm-hmm. put it in a plastic bag. Okay. In that bag, some soy sauce, mm-hmm. some uh, hot sauce. It can be. It's supposed to be gochujang, which is Korean fermented hot sauce. Yes. You can put sriracha in there. Great. A uh, couple cloves of garlic, mm-hmm. minced. Some ginger, minced, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of sugar, like one teaspoon, mm-hmm. and just fucking. Ooh, how long should that sit? Si- it, oh, actually, secret ingredient: half a grated pear. <gasps> pear is actually an amazing meat tenderizer. What? Yeah, man, this is awesome. I didn't know that. That's <laughs> a great idea. It doesn't make any sense. Sure, I'll take it. And Nat likes pears, and I don't like pears, but I use them for meat. Yeah, and I don't know who invented this. Who was like, I don't like these, but let's grind it up and put it in our meat as we marinate it. And so what, you just grate it on top. I mean, I you, you just grate it, into and then you the mix thing, it all together. Mix it all together. So you, it can be a quick marinade because it's the enzymes start breaking down the meat really fast. So within like an hour or so, you're gonna have the most delicious fucking meat and you put that in your cast iron or grill or whatever mm. change your life oh yeah very easy to do yeah i'll do that yeah and and then what Ooh, yeah great over some rice or whatever oh man i want my kitchen so bad yeah and then oh, you, you get the hose from the ceiling yeah, they're all gonna see you're all gonna know <laughs> um you know what's also really good you've been homegrown in atlanta Homegrown. that is a fucking spot what is it homegrown i don't know southern cooking Really? Traditional, like not super traditional. It's kind of more a hipstery, but it's like they do a really good job of of doing classic Southern food, mm. and it's just out of fucking sight. I'm okay with a slight hipsterization of classics. Got to sometimes. Sometimes it, you got to because it updates it. Because I really only want it made traditional. Yeah. If I see a traditional person behind the thing, I want to see someone who's like eighty. Like, yes, being like, oh, I stole this recipe from a from an old gambling boat. And you're like, what? That's the stuff I like. I also think that a lot of the foods that we think of as traditional lost their way in the 50s and 60s with the glut of fast food and yeah. butters and this and that. And the hipsterification is actually bringing it back. Oh, I remember when uh, my sister worked at this place called the Blue Stove in New York, where it was just so hipster yeah. that they were like, barely using an oven like it was so old school it was like we used the, our breath to heat up <laughs> the food that's how they used to do it yeah it's like on it's the Oregon so Trail. Ancient. it's so ancient and so difficult whatever it was they were making that was like it was great but it made this stuff very expensive yes that is that is the rub yes <laughs> um what is your favorite drunk food Oh, I think you told me this. Oh no, your favorite hangover 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 food. food yeah, my favorite drunk food, man. It can really be anything. Mm. Like I, there well, depends let's break on it down. where the Sweet hell I'm at. Or savory. I go for savory more when I'm hammered. Mm. There's things that I that were more conditional that I when like you know New York, it's pizza. Because you can get it anywhere. Yeah, dollar like you slice. You can just fucking slot. You leave the bar and you can get it immediately. Um, 
because in LA it's a little bit harder to get food at night. Yeah. It is. So a lot of times we end up making whatever the hell's in the house. Mm. Like we just kind of put something together. Um, but what did I just, I think I just had some, when I, oh, I got some old school, because I'm a very traditional sushi person. Okay. Like I like just normal, like salmon roll, like yellowtail roll, like very simple. Just, Undisturbed, not too fratty, as I like to call it. Yes. Fratty sushi. But I just went ahead and I got. I was hammered, and I got like the the crunchy. Like I did all of the big fat boy ones. The weird, the, like the names of them. Like yes, it was called like yeah, the crunchy madame. They're like ooh, I don't want a crunchy madame in my home. I don't even want a. I don't want her in, in the front of my apartment building. But then she comes in that, and it was honestly very nice. Oh yeah, it was so good. It was just so fatty. Those are delicious boy. when you're fucked up because yes. it's all those fun little flavors. I actually sushi is one of those foods that I don't like when I'm like if I'm stoned or if I'm hammered like because it's a little more refined but when you fuck it up with the crunchies all the, the gross shit and the eel sauce i slam it in and it's it works here because also la the thai food is better but only in certain neighborhoods because yeah. i miss a good old-fashioned thai delivery spot yes and i have it i still years of looking for it now mm. where we're at and i can't seem to find it Anywhere. Well, it's the Thai food in LA suffers the same thing as the Chinese food does, which is it's a little too authentic. Yeah. And we can't just get a a regular pad thai joint. You gotta go to like night market where they're like, This is how they actually made pad thai. Like, I know. And you're like, Great, but I don't need the frog liver in my I pad love thai. night market, but and so they sold me on the water bug salsa, the super traditional, like we put this oh, is they what did? we always do. And I was like, This is a prank against white people. This is them trying to convince me that you guys eat bugs. And I know some people do, and it's a massive protein. We're going to all be eating bugs in 20 years. Yeah. But it was like, I'm not ready. Yeah. I mean, he put that because they do not, they, they don't have, hide the water bugs in there. They have like a pig blood soup. I'm like, come on, guys. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. And it's like, man, it's I'm a, hungover as fuck. It is one of my favorite restaurants, but it's definitely Love like, it's Park. a commitment. Yes. Because then. I, I'm, I'm, I can't do anything the next day. I go. I used to live right around the corner from there. Yeah. And I used to that became like my local restaurant. And I was like, this is Dangerous. killing me. No, I can go like once a quarter. Because <laughs> <laughs> they also have that other place, that Chinese, vaguely Chinese fusion spot right down Sunset. Not Paper Crane. Oh, Pine and Crane? Pine and Crane yeah. is also very good. Pine and Crane is, is fantastic. The chef, I forget her name, but she used to work at the French Laundry. Um, and then she like opened up her Taiwanese restaurant. She just opened up another one called Joy in Highland Park. Mm. Is it good? It's good, but it's like it's one of those things of like the white people are just r r lined up around the block and for very for good stuff. But it's like if this was takeout, it would be fine. But like for me to fucking wait in a line and have it, it I was... don't wait online for food. Really? I'm I'm one of those. What, I, uh, what about like a fantastic bowl of ramen? I'll wait on, on line. For I don't food. wait online. Really? I don't. Uh, that's why we don't do brunch. Oh uh, fuck brunch! We're not brunch people. Fuck brunch! I just don't. Thirty dollars like for eggs and asparagus. Go fuckers! I don't like waiting for yeah. food. I get hangry. Yeah. And then we're fighting. Yeah. And I love my wife. Yeah. I don't want to fight with my wife. I don't want to fight with people on the street because I'm sitting here locked in with all of us. We're all locked in here like a bunch of people waiting on boats to leave a city that's burning. Like I am. I don't want to be. I can't wait. I need food now. Yeah. I need it right now. So you know, throw a bar in there. I agree, a hundred million percent. Yes, but I do. I, I remember one time I tried to wait. It was in Smorgasburg, 
and Brooklyn. And mm. they remember they had that little period of time where they were doing the ramen burgers. Yes. And they had where a the line, bun was like the ramen noodles. noodles. Yeah. yeah. And I waited online for a period of time, and then I got up to close to the front, and they ran out. And I was like, "Who a boy? Wow." I am seeing purple. I'm so upset. And I then you're like, I'm ridiculous because it's not a thing to actually be mad about. But you're just like, now I've become so enraged at a frou-frou, just this whole thing. This whole thing I am involved in, that I am a willing member of, that I am in this. It's 25 degrees out. We're all in this hipster food carnival where we've taken all these poor people's foods. We've made them very expensive. And their real estate. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because I remember like, when this was. I remember I would meet yelling at people. This used to be low income housing. This used to be a dock where people were murdered. Why can't it go back to being normal when people were afraid to be here? Like, and I then I know that no, it's change is good. I guess, but also bad. Uh, I'm just picturing them saying, "Yeah, we've run out," and you're just short circuiting and just staring I know, I at them. I think I just went like. <laughs> like I made like one of those like laughs. I was like, I was so afraid of what my hands were gonna do. <laughs> and just like you're ur- just, just well, urinating in your pants, <laughs> staring at them, just laughing, just going, <laughs> smacking myself in the face. That's an hour I can't get back, huh? <laughs> and then and then what am I mad about? It's a ramen burger. Oh well, you your mindfulness kicks in. Well, you know, every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> once a quarter. Once a quarter. Once a quarter. What is your? Uh, do you have a favorite like celebrity chef or like? Uh, I guess Mario Batali. Mario Batali was mine he too. Was it's mine problematic. Too. He's gone now. His food. Sh- I don't know if you ever saw. Loved his food. Malta Mario. Oh, Malta Mario taught me so much. I still think it's the best food show that. Loved Let's- his dynamic. Also, I- Harvey Weinstein. Great stuff that. <laughs> Go down the list. Yeah, the food. All the positive episode. I now my favorite. You know who's my favorite for recipes hmm. is Ina Garten. Yes, I agree. Barefoot Contessa. Uh, her recipes are very doable. Yes, easy, easy to follow. Bougie for bougie. a night. They're they're bougie level for. They're good for entertaining. Yes, and they're not. It's all about can you get good ingredients? Yes. Then but, that's really all the. But thing she's is. not going to make you exhausted with the recipe. She's no. not going to be like you need to get make your own chicken stock before you do this. Like she'll no. be like if you don't, you know, you fine. can get you can substitute these things, which I really. She's also appreciate. very. I'm very. I'm. I'm low key very attracted to Ina Garden. Absolutely, she has a sexiness about her on her show, especially when she's like, "My husband's coming home," and now I think it's just the idea of just that, the idea of arriving and having this entire gourmet meal made for you. And Jeffrey's the luckiest man who's ever lived. He just loves roast chicken. He just he loves roast chicken, (laughs) and he imagines his wife as a big roast chicken, which is also scary too at the same time. Um, Do you have a, a desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. You can only eat one thing for the rest of your life. You're not going to get bored of it. I'm not going to get bored it's of it. It's just your go-to. I mean, unfortunately, it's a thing I make all the... I really just make roast salmon and roasted bro, uh, Brussels sprouts in my house like three times a week. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because it's greens that go in, and I got my protein. Yeah. That's really it. What is your... Uh, what kind of salmon? Where do you get your salmon from? I just get it from the, get it from the counter. On the counter, <laughs> I go to the Ralph. I either go to Ralph's or a Gelson's if I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to a Gelson's uh. if it's closer. <laughs> but yeah, but I'll go to the Ralph's. You know what I mean? And Sa- just get whatever. I get their radiated salmon, and I yeah. eat it. Yeah. Can I tell you something? When it comes to salmon, 
I actually am very okay with the farm-raised garbage. I don't mind it. Because it's very fatty, because, you know, the fish have been in a pen. They haven't yes. moved around. I it's like, like the fattiness. It's like the veal of salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fattiness, yes, because it's nice. But technically, it's supposed to also help your brain. Uh, Omega-3s? I think so. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I say stuff. <laughs> I say stuff to myself to imagine that everything is fine. Uh, do you have a restaurant? Last question. This is the last question. This is my favorite question because I have so many of them. But do you have a restaurant pet peeve? I don't like it when somebody drops the ticket Ugh. before, like w- when we are. And I'm not talking about like a diner. I'm talking about we're having date night or yeah. it's an anniversary. You and spent we're fucking in, money. We spent crazy money, and you're like trying to kick me out of here because we deign to have. A 7 p.m. reservation instead of a 9 p.m. reservation. Right. So that is one of those where it's like, I get mad. Where it's like, we're just here. We're all trying to pretend like we're at home. <laughs> like, let's just let's just have this moment. But that's probably the closest I'd have to a pet peeve. Because I've kind of gotten over. I used to be really upset with the New York hipster employee vibe of... You arrive at a place and someone's looking at their phone, Ugh. like they, like someone at the counter is looking at their phone, and then you're like waiting to see standing there and go like, "Hey, hello," and they're like, "Yeah," like Ugh. while they're looking at their phone. They mean like, "I know I should be, you should be, I should congratulate you for working here, and I should congratulate us, this neighborhood, for me being allowed to be here before I'm allowed to have coffee here. I know I'm a big Queens piece of shit. Can I just have a, an espresso?" That'd be very nice. Wait, why do you say you, that used to piss you off? That should still piss you off. That's a good one to still piss you off. Have you just become like super mindful? No. Like, I just, uh, no. Uh, you should hear me in the car. I, uh, no, it's just the uh, New York, it's because I'm out of New York. Oh, okay. I'm out of New York. It's very specifically in New York. Yeah. It's, it's a true. very specific New York. And so I haven't seen it in a while because LA has the I do improv waiter. <laughs> Mentality, which is actually very nice in a way, even when they're running. Oh, and bits. they must love you because you're the you're the improv god. No, I know. You're like Henry's here. No, he was my level one stand in <laughs> for one. <laughs> no, I understand. I mean, let's not be running bits all day, right? But I have a problem with running bits all day, so I can't really diagnose you, anybody else. With you know, it's funny because when when I was on your pretty face and you guys would just be running bits all the time, I'd have to take a breather. Once of course, in a while. <laughs> got to. But that was us trying to. But keep you're the a energy fun. Up. You're a fun bit runner. Your bits are very fun. I I, I feel that I I feel that I let them go at appropriate times, sorta. The, the thing about a bit is that it does also sort of, it has to annoyingly recur. It has to right. for it to be a, a proper bit. Right. So you just press and press it. Craig Rowan is the fucking master of it. He still is. There's a bit that we have going that is still going on that he still sends me. He's like, Henry, I have I have something really important to tell you. Like, this is serious. This is super serious. Is it our? Can I can I show you something? I go yes, and then he sends me the same exact picture of Tom Cruise with the dick for a nose, and he's been doing this for years, <laughs> and it still happens. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. But it's true. I I do. I think. I don't know who I would prefer as a server: the over improv guy or the pissed off at life guy. You know what? At least when you're full of life, you're. I I am uh, trying to promote. It's the idea of promote more positivity. I think that there are places in Twitter and uh, these kind of things where they kind of um, 
they think depression is like fun. Right. Like it's like a funny thing to joke about the end of the world. It's a funny thing to joke right. about the, how they much they want to commit suicide, which I do appreciate up to a point. Yeah. But I feel like it's become such a hashtag mood that at some point I, I feel like you are don't realize that you're willing suicidal ideation into your life. Wow. Thank you for the uh, Oprah ending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's the so people are just too cool to be there. It's being like, man, then you shouldn't be here. Go yeah. where you're so cool that you that there. I guess you'd be there for free though, <laughs> but be wherever that is. Yeah, you should be there. Be wherever that is. Yep. Henry, thank you so so much, so much buddy. for coming on Green Eggs. And Dan, is there anything that you'd like to promote? Uh, last podcast on the left is just about to go on a big book tour. Oh, April fantastic! Twenty twenty. Yep, we're going to twenty cities in thirty days. Uh, check out our last podcast on the left dot com, um, and at Henry loves you on Twitter and on Instagram. I at Doctor Fantasty. Doctor Fantasty. Wonderful. Thank you, Henry. Thank you. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan. And interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Special thanks to Erios. To see pictures of Henry Zabrowski's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in the episode, and more, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.